Welcome to the Intuitive Hour with psychic medium, author, and intuitive life coach, Michelle Beltran. The Intuitive Hour will empower you to learn how to magnify your intuitive voice. Listen in and expand your understanding of what it means to be psychic and how to awaken, amplify, and trust your inner voice. Hello, everyone. Welcome. This is the Intuitive Hour, Awaken Your Inner Voice, and I'm your host, Michelle Beltran. It's an honor and pleasure to have you all here with me today. Welcome. Okay, on tap today, premonitions, precognition, and that gut feeling. In previous weeks, I spoke about dreams relating to premonitions. In today's episode, I want to expand on that a little bit more and talk about that sense of knowing, that gut feeling. In technical terms, we call this claircognizance. If you have ever planned to do something and then stopped perhaps because of a gut feeling or sense, made a choice to not do something or do something. That's the colloquial term for a premonition, that sense of something is going to happen. It's got other names, of course. We call it women's intuition, for example. There are many examples of premonitions or precognitive experiences in the mainstream world. One included President Abraham Lincoln when he had a dream of his own assassination. Another includes Winston Churchill who avoided his death by sitting in a different place in the seat of his car one day and avoiding a bombing and his fatality. A third, Bonnie McKinney, who wrote a book titled Messages, Signs and Visits and Premonitions from Loved Ones Lost in 9-11. She recorded more than 200 premonitions about that fateful day, including one from her husband, who seemed to know he was destined to die when the world trade towers collapsed. So many examples, we've spoke of some of this in previous episodes, but many examples of premonitions and precognition, a gut sense or gut feeling coming forward. Of course, you don't have to be a world-renowned leader or involved in some cataclysmic event to have a premonition. It happens to all of us every day. It's happened to me, it's happened to you, it'll happen to us again. It's part of our soul speak, our soul talking to us. Intuition is simply another way of using psychic skills. Tuning into that gut sense is just an avenue, a doorway, which we call claircognizance, of using psychic skills. On a personal note, I didn't realize at first that premonitions or intuition somehow connected to psychic feelings. Yet, during my work in 
law enforcement, overseas, and stateside. It was intuition that I tuned in to in the beginning that made me question how truthful someone might was being to me, perhaps, how trustworthy a person or situation was. It's intuition that makes police officers, for example, look twice at a potential suspect and sense something suspicious about them. We're all doing this on some level in our fields of expertise or in our life. We're tuning in to a deeper sense about something. I want to share one very unique experience where this gut sense was present for me, but I wasn't listening. It's a very distinct experience involving my dog, Kilo, and a friend of mine. Many years ago, Kilo and my friend and I were headed to a swimming hole nearby in our Upper Park area. We'd been to this area many times to enjoy a day of fun and frolic, so I expected this excursion to really be no different. As we traveled the rocks and large boulders and descended down this winding trail to the rushing creek below, a strong premonition seized me. It was so strong that I stopped in my tracks. Just as I was scaling the top of a big boulder that dwarfed me in size, I sat there, momentarily perplexed, on top of the sun-warmed rock. For a few moments, I couldn't move. I truly stopped in my tracks. My gut was at work here, yelling at me, in fact, go back. The feelings presented much the same way any of us might hear that little voice that arrives out of the blue, the little birdie on our shoulder, giving us a sense of warning or caution. I called out to my friend ahead a few times, let's go back, something didn't feel right. He and Kilo were up ahead excited about the plunging into the cool water below, and they weren't about to listen to me, I could see. You're being senseless, Michelle, I told myself. I hesitated, sighed, and, and just went on, ignoring the deep feeling that something was not right. Kilo and my friend ahead reached the sandy water's edge at the bottom of the trail first, and I was right on their heels. No sooner did we all come around this magnificent 15-foot boulder leading down a spectac to a spectacular beachside, very popular for the locals, when Kilo launched happily into the chilly waters. Usually when Kilo is happy, I'm happy too, and I found myself grinning ear to ear as well. I find seeing him in a wild, carefree romp is a special place, and many of you can relate to that to your fur animals and friends as well, I'm sure. 
Yet I couldn't find this deep joyous space as I normally do. This feeling of danger was still there, refusing to leave. It was midsummer, so the water wasn't particularly high, but this section of the creek was deceptive, filled with massive rocks that formed enticing pools of calm water several feet deep, as well, though, as swift-moving currents where the water flowed through narrow caverns. I watched Kilo and my friend ahead in one of these calm pools, and Kilo and his usual gung-ho self launched forward, fetching a, a stick thrown to him. All the while, I'm protesting inside. <laughs> that, that worry's still there. Even mentioning another time to, to my friend this sense, but pushing it aside, thinking it was nothing. The moments that followed lasted a mere two minutes, but the event to this very day remains embedded in my memory. As my friend and I later discussed and described it, it was like a hot brand on the psyche. This was the one time I felt completely out of control in my life. We hadn't noticed the nearby rushing vortex of water created by the especially low water level this time of year. It had formed a fast-moving whirlpool, shooting down in between two large boulders, grabbing anything within its reach. Kilo, in his play, waded too close to this very strong current and was instantly sucked in by its force. It carried him rapidly away. He was powerless. He disappeared into the rocky, water-filled tomb. But there wasn't a big enough exit to flush him out the other side. The last thing I saw was his head engulfed by the water. It was then that I heard Kilo fight for his life. He scratched and he pawed wildly trying to find air. I can still hear vividly in my mind the violent splashing and fighting. His strong, muscled body was no match for this death trap, and I could feel that. I knew he was going to die, and I had lost all sense. Pure, raw loss of control Eerily frozen in place and gripped by fear, I could do nothing but scream his name and scream my friend's name and repeatedly over and over and again. They were primordial screams coming from every fiber of my being. A deep sense that Kilo was dying, was emerging, and I had no control. My friend Chris, at least, had his wits about him and acted quickly, but not before putting his own life in danger. In a daring maneuver, he rushed to one side of the current, where it was 
less strong, keeping his body close to the boulder, bracing himself against it, and yet staying as far as possible away from the faster-moving water. He was much stronger than Kilo, and he also knew how to leverage his body against the power of the current using the rock. Filled very much with a terror words could not express, I could see the great risk Chris was taking as he went to Kilo's rescue. Kilo kept thrashing madly, fighting for air. We did not have a lot of time. Chris then reached in as far as he could, his own, his own head now barely above water. I knew full well, as Chris must have known, that if he went too far, just inches more, he would also be sucked in. The madness and the death trap. Miraculously, however, he managed to get a few fingers around Kilo's collar and started to pull, only to feel the collar slipping off Kilo's neck and head as he pulled. If the collar came off, Kilo would drown. Chris then twisted the collar, thinking quickly, temporarily choking Kilo, but pulling him with all he had out of the water and saving his life. Without fail, on our many previous trips to Upper Park, I had always left Kilo's collar at home. As a working dog, he also had a badge, and it was on his collar. I'd often feared losing it, so it was left at home. On this day, however, following a gut sense, and for reasons beyond my understanding at that time, I decided to put his collar on. That gut feeling, together with my friend Chris's lightning-fast response, Clear-headedness, clear thinking, saved Kilo's life. I'm truly convinced there was indeed a higher force at place this day that kept Chris and Kilo alive. What's very interesting, and hence leading to our episode topic today, is that there were two opportunities to recognize and tune in to that gut sensation, that clear cognizance, that inner knowing in this experience today. I listened to the first and put Kilo's collar on him. I gave up too easily on the second when I chose to ignore my gut and keep going down the trail. From this experience, I learned to listen to my premonitions, precognitive notions, gut sense, whatever we want to call it. I learned to listen. Take a moment, if you will, everyone, to consider your past few days or weeks or months. Consider your own life. When have messages of knowing from your own soul self 
your soul speaking to you. Again, we call this claircognizance, gut sense, intuition. When is that tried to present through emotion and you didn't listen? Think back, let a memory come in. Maybe there's more than one. Don't look for that memory. Just let it come to you. It'll find you. Did you have a feeling that someone you had not seen for a time would call and then received a call from them? Did you find yourself saying, I knew it, after an event? Was there an inner knowing about a decision you made? Did the perfect words or artistic inspiration come to you at just the right time with a feeling of exuberance or excitement? That excitement is your soul telling you yes. We call that yes energy. When you have that, do it. Perhaps out of what seemed like nowhere, you had an inspired idea that resolved a particular issue of importance. These are all the same thing. This is your gut sense at work. Times you want to listen to your inner voice and an extremely key component of your psychic being and even further, your own soul self. Your intuition, giving you guidance in your daily life. All right, as we begin to come to a close today, I want to give you a couple tips about actually how to open up to this claircognizance ability. We've all got it, as you've been searching in your previous days or weeks when you've had an experience with a gut sense. Surely you've come up with some times where you had a knowing. So let's talk about how then we can begin to open to this claircognizability, claircognizance ability even more. I would like to just walk you through a powerful exercise to begin to access this. You want to sit in a quiet place, relaxed, emptying your mind of all the to-dos of the day. Take a few deep breaths and release each breath slowly through your mouth, doing some belly breathing. Come into that quiet place. Bring your attention to the thoughts in your mind. Notice how thoughts arise and subside. Say hello and goodbye to thoughts as you become more calm and present. Giving attention again to your breath, breathing in and breathing out. For the next part of this brief meditation, come from a place of seeing or sensing that your thinking process is just taking place naturally of its own accord and not inside your head, not being controlled. Thoughts just coming in and out. You have access to all the information in the universe. Since this is the case, you can learn to expand what your brain can bring to your own personal awareness very naturally. 
With your eyes open and a journal handy, place your awareness on tomorrow. Say tomorrow out loud three times. Intend to access information about tomorrow. Let your eyes remain open, but don't attempt to focus on anything in particular. Just be open to whatever you are now seeing without analyzing it. Take a few breaths in slowly and exhale. With each exhale, send the intention to be open to access information about tomorrow. Now, become still and notice the thoughts in your mind. Write down in your journal all the impressions, pictures, thoughts, or any other sensory data that comes to your awareness as you think about tomorrow. Allow this process to happen for a few minutes. What do you hear? Do you have any sensations in your body you feel? Do you see any images? Do you notice smells? Using all of your senses as the flow of information, what comes to you? Give attention to any strong impressions that come through, especially any recurring thoughts or impressions you seem to have over and over. Write these down in your journal. Don't judge or be critical or worry if any thoughts or impressions seem fanciful, don't make sense. It may even feel like you're making that up. You are not. It all has meaning. Just write it down. Filter out any thoughts that arise about things you already know involve tomorrow, such as the appointment you have. Focus on information that isn't related to what your mind has already stored for you about tomorrow, and let that come. Next, complete what you're writing and set down your journal. Once more in the day, later in the day, go back and repeat this exercise, writing down the impressions you get once again about tomorrow. At the end of the day, tomorrow, or in subsequent days coming, go back to your journal and notice whether any information you wrote down actually happened. This simple exercise is allowing your clear cognizance ability to wake up. You are saying hello to it. As you do this, information now begins to come in. All right, everyone. I hope you've enjoyed this brief, brief exercise. We call this a automatic writing claircognizance tool to open up to this ability. You may find success in doing it more than once. 
I hope you have enjoyed today's session. For any questions or comments, please reach out at mbeltran at michellebeltran.com. Thank you for being with me here today. I look forward to seeing you all next week. Thanks for listening to the Intuitive Hour with Michelle Beltran. If you like what you heard, please share our podcast with a friend. And be sure to visit michellebeltran.com to get Michelle's popular Develop Your Clairvoyance ebook. <laughs>